All right, let's bring in CKNW contributor Claire Allen. She is here to talk about Strata Corporations and COVID-19. Good afternoon to you. Hi, Jill. Yes, uh, I've been pretty curious about this issue because I live in a stratified building and there have been a lot of signs in my lobby and in my elevator discussing how my strata is dealing with COVID-19. However, the signs about social distancing and, and you know, only allowing one person in an elevator at the time don't, didn't really answer all the questions I had about what my building was doing to keep its residents safe and also to keep, you know, the building running during this pandemic. So in search for those answers, I spoke with uh, Veronica Franco. She's a partner with Clark Wilson, LLP, and Maris Holmes. She's an associate lawyer with Clark Wilson as well, about the responsibilities that Strata Corporations have to their residents during this pandemic. And the first question I had was a big one for me because, you know, living in a condo unit myself with a bunch of other people, I was wondering if someone in your building has tested positive for COVID-19, what does your strata have to disclose to its residents? Here is Maris Holmes. If a resident does disclose that they have COVID, we we have recommended that notices be sent out uh, advising residents. Obviously, in that notice, the resident's name, unit number, floor number, any personal information about that resident shouldn't be disclosed. We've had in some instances that other residents want that information, but it should not be disclosed because it it could possibly limit other people from self-reporting as well that they have COVID. And then when those when the strata council is notified, they can then take extra cleaning precautions and figure out how they should address this in their community. So they have no obligation to disclose who it is, but they have an obligation to disclose that there may have been somebody in the building, whether they lived there or if it was uh, someone working on repairs or some sort of servicing, like Veronica mentioned, that has tested positive. They do have an obligation to tell, to disclose that to uh, residents. They should be disclosing it to residents that there is someone. Also, the BC government, they protect the privacy of those people who test positive. So that is another reason why you can't be disclosing the, the personal information of these residents. So, I mean, you don't know if it's somebody on your floor in the unit next to you, but the your strata um, corporation should tell you that, you know, somebody has tested positive that is either living in the building or has been in the building. And uh, Maris and Veronica, you know, stress that the strata corporation has an obligation to maintain a clean environment in common areas. But Veronica Franco said that COVID-19 has changed how stratas are dealing with amenities and routine repairs and maintenance. So I think a lot of strata corporations have considered or have done or taken steps to close their amenity facilities just because they don't really have an ability to monitor people who are attending or how many people attend those amenities. Um, And so some strata corporations have gone as far as develop rules that would allow them to shut down things like their pools or their gyms, for example. In terms of repairs and maintenance, We know that construction and the repair industry, that's considered an essential service, so they are able to get uh, their building repairs done. A lot of strata corporations have, I mean, it sort of runs the gamut. Some, starting at the time of the pandemic, when it started, um, were in the middle of building uh, renewals, for example, roof repairs or building envelope replacements and those have continued and then it's really up to the construction companies to abide by social distancing Uh, but in some cases some strata corporations have deferred some non-essential repair and maintenance 
So Jill, a lot of that essential repair and maintenance, you know, those things are dealt with at AGMs or SGMs. And Veronica says a lot of strata corporations have just canceled or postponed meetings in order to observe social distancing rules put in effect by Dr. Bonnie Henry. However, she noticed that uh, the issue of sky, the issue of skyrocketing insurance rates has created an issue for some strata corporations. One of the hardest issues right now is the insurance premium renewals. So while many strata corporations could probably get by with just deferring their AGM for a couple months in terms of it's not going to impact uh, their day-to-day functioning, uh, one of the more difficult situations is when they've had a you know 100 percent or a, or a doubling or a tripling of their insurance premiums that they have to now pay for and they don't have money in their operating fund budget to pay for them. So in that kind of a scenario, there may be a situation where they actually have to call through an AGM or an SGM in order to fund something like that. And in those situations, you take a look at sort of the the, the complex. So some complexes are really small, so they can probably get away with having a very um, a socially distant meeting if they don't anticipate there to be much controversy at the AGM or SGM. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so you could do, she also said that you could do voting by proxy or by virtual meetings, but apparently you have to have in your bylaw, your bylaw has to allow uh, virtual meetings because of issue of voting or um, something to do with that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But one thing, Jill, that I thought was fascinating was that the COVID-19 pandemic has created some real issues for strata, for strata corporations in buildings that have age restrictions, such as a 55 plus building. Here is Maris Holmes again. Some of those 55 plus communities have care aids um, that come and go. So although the government restricted in long-term care facilities, care aids that move around to different uh, facilities, in the 55 plus strata communities, there's no such restriction. So um, we've had some questions uh, um, regarding limiting care aids or limiting the flow of people in and out of the buildings. And so, you know, I thought that was really interesting because obviously people are concerned about the exposure that care aids have to um, a possible COVID-19 case. And Veronica Franco said that while a strata can limit the amount of people entering common property, uh, strata corporations, that, by you can't really limit care aids coming in because that can be very tricky. It raises way too many issues of um, potentially human rights issues, right? Because if, if people people who are having care aids come to assist them once or you know once a week or twice a week or whatever frequency they probably have some kind of medical condition that requires them to have the care aid come into their home and then now suddenly it becomes an issue of um, are you limiting are you are you discriminating against them because of their disability and so in general we've said you can't really um, do that other than uh, the, the same kinds of steps that people take all the time um, in terms of cleaning their buildings and um, just being vigilant about staying away from common areas and staying at home as much as possible. So some good information there and an, an aspect I hadn't really thought about. And, you know, this same goes if you live in a stratified unit uh, building, you know, make sure you wash your hands. And uh, I'm sure that areas are being disinfected or just inquire about how often they're being disinfected. Um, Clark Wilson LLP has a great resource on their website about COVID-19 and strata uh, corporations, but there's also additional information available on the provincial government's website.